And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 106, coming at you live this Tuesday afternoon, depending on where you're at. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And since this is your live Tuesday afternoon call-in show, uh, if you happen to be listening to us live, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. We didn't hear from you last week, MC. So what is going on with you? Uh, Just been trading cryptocurrencies a whole lot lately. Uh, Market's going crazy. And so good times for me, at least for the temporary time being. But um, in other news, um, I got blocked by somebody on Facebook. Oh, Oh, no. The world is coming to an end. Blocked and, uh, again. So I can't remember his name. I would I would call him out, but I forgot his name. And when you block somebody on Facebook, all your previous posts just kind of disappear from view. And I can't, you know, I didn't take a photocopy of it when he started getting, you know, his his feathers rustled ruffled. Um, so uh, basically, the the debate was about uh, borders. Um, so he's. He's anti-IRS, you know, says, oh, taxation is bad. We need to end the IRS. But he's pro-borders and ending uh, the uh, sanctuary cities and stuff like that. And so Sounds I told like him, a well, neo-libertarian. You know, pro- yeah, exactly. And, it, and that stuff, it's, it, you know, it's popular with a lot of people because, well, for one reason, for Trump. Um, you know, that it, somehow people are convinced that... Uh, you know, people that were born across one invisible line are, you know, not as good as people born on the other side or something like that. And yeah, it's really, really crazy. So um, I'll just jump to the end of it. His last comment was that, uh, so, okay, my, my comment was, okay, didn't you remember what the first thing I said about it was like, no victim, no crime. Um, so yeah, that is pretty self-explanatory, my position and very simple. And his was like a paragraph long of about how people have like a collective ownership because of taxes and stuff. And I just, I was really confused coming, you know, coming from an anti-tax person that he says he is, uh, was using the tax argument as a reason, uh, you know, why, the property that is not mine is somehow everybody's that was born on this side of the line. So, you know, right now, I mean, you can understand just from my voice, it's like, it's hard to convey these things because it's just confusing. It doesn't, it's not, uh, yes, it's not very rational. Um, and so he, he called me, uh, not intellectually honest and, and I would respond back if I had the chance, uh, that I, you know, Okay, fine. I might not be an intele- I might not be intellectual, but I you know, I try to be honest. And I wasn't just trolling him. I was just I was trying to, you know, uh have an honest debate. And uh what was the last thing he said before um shoot. But anyway, see, I will say he- I'll jump jump in real quick, real quick real quick while you're thinking about that. This is why you may not know this uh, MC, when I when I was more prolific when entering these discussions with uh, statists and other uh, hyphenated ancaps or, 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 or anarchists, uh, 
that I would I would take multiple screenshots. Like after every reply, I would <laughs> I would snap that because I know I know the end result, right? Like they get frustrated intellectually, they can't the the cognitive dissonance sets in and the anger builds up in them and then they go ah 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 blocked. Right? And I I've, <laughs> I've I've you know, I've experienced that enough to kind of get a, a feel uh, that it's coming or when it's coming or that I'm about to be like banned from the group uh, on Facebook, at least where I just I just screenshot everything. And then, you know, and, and you've gotten on my case in the past for for name calling uh, when I post those screenshots, calling them out. And, you know, we, and, and I've scaled back on that, too. I pat on my back. Uh, but at the same time, yeah. See, so you just you know, you, you never know when they're going to pull the trigger and, and bow out uh, disgracefully. Uh, so it, it, right. important to, to document the, the, the interaction. Um, you know, an, another, I don't know if you have this turned on on Facebook, but another way to kind of get an idea on where the discussion was going, um, is sometimes I get the email notifications and right. partial, the partial comment is in there. So if it's a short oh, comment, yeah. you can, you can double check your email. Uh, and if you knew how you responded, then you can kind of go through the, the mini thread that way as well. Just a, just a quick pointer. Yeah. On, you know, if, if you're wondering like, oh, what's, what's the last thing they said or what, what they said earlier? It's like, well, somewhere it's documented, you know, even if you can't get to oh, it. Okay. Uh, so you... now, now I just remembered what it was too. All right, go for it. And, and, and so the, Fill that the, time the question, it, the question that I posed to him is like, okay, so what's, what's the crime? And he's, and, and then he said, well, there was a, there's a crime because it was, it was trespassing. And, you know, then he went to the whole tax thing and, and, uh, and so I said, well, you know, it's not, you know, what, what if I wanted somebody, you know, from Mexico to come over and hang out with me, you know, illegally, like, <laughs> uh, come on to my private property. Uh, you know, obviously if, if it's illegal, it's illegal. So, you know, he would have to be deported. And, and if I can't invite somebody to my property, then it's, it's not my property. And that was my whole, that was my whole argument is that in the U S it's not really your property. Uh, they can take it from you. Uh, for any reason, and and they they give you one, they give you a reason straight up. Like if you don't pay the tax on it, then they can take your property, and so it's not yours. Uh, you're renting it, and uh, and I think we should, you know, go back to uh, respecting private property. That's like number one on my list of things to do. Um, so so he he uh, he gave me all this this reasoning. And and I called him out, and I said that sounds like some mental gymnastics. And then he blocked me. <laughs> right, and the whole borders the whole borders thing within the anarchist and the libertarian sphere of discussion is, in my mind, one of the biggest like mental gymnastics activities yeah. or biggest contradiction in ideas. That and so that, and so the thing the the thing he really ended on. And I just remember this again. Sorry. Okay, no worries. Uh, what was that? He said that people coming, you know, across the border are going to compete for re limited resources, and that is somehow theft. I was like, no, that's that is mental gymnastics. Like competing is not theft. Like competing is the exact opposite of theft. <laughs> competition. <laughs> you're like stealing away. You're stealing away my customers. <laughs> it's, and so I guess if I had a chance, I would say. They took our jobs, you know, like <laughs> that's his argument. And it's so stupid. Like, like, uh, what's, what's that, you know, TV show South Park actually makes fun of people for saying that. 
Yes, because Matt Park, Matt Parker, Trey Stone, or you know, are outed libertarians in some form or fashion. I don't know what they're. I don't know where they fall on this particular issue. I haven't like heard or you know from them on anything well, else recently, but they're definitely I mean, they, libertarian-minded. They, they poke fun at people that are are fearful for stupid reasons, you know, like whether it's you know religious issues or you know. Uh, capitalist issues or whatever, but yeah, they, I mean nobody's nobody's safe from them really. But um, yeah, especially the you know the, the 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 people that sit on their couch and say the Mexicans are taking their jobs. Like n- no, no, they're they're not taking your job. <laughs> and and how sad is it for you that if your job and it, and if it is your job, right, that you've been outcompeted in the marketplace. Uh, by a dirty, illiterate Mexican, right? Like, what does that say about you when you're not even as good as that? What What I was going to say, uh, as far as the entire border issues, right, is w- within within the la- libertarian uh, anarchist, like, scope of argumentation and scope of ideas, right? I think we're all familiar with, you know, uh, private property being one thing, right? But it, it's not unheard of to hear a libertarian... Uh, thinker or writer or blogger or whatever uh, come up with the idea or come to the conclusion um, that government ownership of property is illegitimate right it's like you know they they tax our money and they steal it from us and then they they own the land and then but it's really ours that they took from us right so it's like it's an illegitimate it's an illegitimate form of ownership and we go yeah yeah of course it's illegitimate like it's, you it's, know we've it's definitely circular reasoning Right, uh, that they try to use to their advantage, but it's like it's it's so much mental gymnastics. I'm like, you know, f- doing backflips in my head, like trying to keep up with like what like what do you mean, man? Like, right. th- I just said like it's not a crime, and then you then you say somehow a, an immigrant is stealing from you when they're not stealing from you. <laughs> right, but I'm, I'm uh, just the, just the borders itself, right? Like we we me and you, I think can accept right the argument the argument that the 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 uh, state ownership of of land and resources is illegitimate by how they acquired right. it how they maintain it and that it's uh, in in direct violation of private property rights right and then right. If when there, if if there is any but that's that's if there like is why, well why this is this is why I, i'm talking I, I about the argumentation that. that's why i went back to my my original post on, on his on his uh on his wall or whatever was was to do with like like what are you talking about you know property rights like where where do you you know show me that you have any like prove prove to me that you have any inside of the u.s like you don't like you just you have to play by their rules and they will maybe allow you to keep some of it well and that's a whole separate discussion right that's Mm -hmm. the, the 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 whole like you don't actually have any rights um where i i will not argue that right if someone goes like oh you don't actually have rights i go Sure. Depending on the way you want to phrase that and how you, you what your understanding of rights are, I can totally accept that reasoning. But when it right. comes to the borders, right, if you accept that the, the government has illegitimate ownership of, of the land and the resources, right, and that, that as anarchists and libertarians that we must fight uh, against the, the state in order to reacquire and reassert our private property rights, right, then you can't in the next breath as a libertarian thinker or writer or, you know, blogger or whatever you happen to be, you can't in the next breath so say, well, the government owns all the land. So they control uh, immigration because it's a trespass 
if a Mexican comes on government-owned land, right? They, 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 <laughs> if, as long, if you believe in property rights, right, and, and you understand that the government owns the land, right, then of course it's within, they're just exercising their property right uh, to keep out furners. Uh, and then you go, well, a minute ago, you said, you just said that, you know, the, the state ownership of property is illegitimate. So now they're asserting an illegitimate property right to keep people. I don't understand. This is, this is where I get hogtied and, and tongue tied and twisted up with the libertarian, exactly. uh, the, the neo-libertarian, I'm gonna call it neo-libertarian, right? You yeah. classical so, liberals so gonna, and neo-libertarians. I'm going to blame Trump on this because they, they needed somebody, uh, besides Hillary, to to latch on to and to to claim that they won a little something and what they won was uh the wall <laughs> you know it's a ridiculous thing too because like it doesn't matter it's not going to make a damn difference uh <laughs> and it's not even a win like d- yeah. this d- trump okay so credit where credit is due right all of the proposed repeals of bad things right that that trump has initiated is is a movement in the direction of freedom, right? You, you know, I, I, I got into a, a mini discussion at work today, um, more overhearing what they were saying because one of my coworkers um, has, you know, gone from the boss uh, to, to part-time on-call labor because he's, uh, he's in school to become a teacher, right? And so they were talking about like, oh my God, they're going to cut, they're going to cut the federal funding for school programs. And that's so, that's, that's so bad for the children. I was like, ah, cringe, 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 cringe. Um, because again, I don't want to support Trump, but you cut, you cut federal funding and federal programs for things that ought not to be funded federally. You got to go like, oh yeah, it's probably, it's a good thing. And then you go like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but then the libertarians go like, oh well, that's a good thing. The borders, you know, that must be a good thing too. Like you just keeping you just keeping dirty Mexicans and uh, you know off of your private property, uh, you know, owned by the federal government. And I go, well, no, 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 totally separate issues, right? Like good on him for that, bad on him for this, uh, you know. And and uh, again, if we're just specifically talking about the borders, it can't be a trespass because it's like trespass. It's like. You know, you ever you ever uh, driving by, down the street, MC, and you see like you know government property, no trespassing signs on you know like you know power. Yeah, power I, right? I know where you're going with this. this what argument. a contradiction! Had, BS is we, that. We've we've had it before, but it's not a trespass. It's not if you're forced to pay for it, and it's government property, and we the people are the government. You even want to use that line of thinking? It's not a trespass because it's illegitimate ownership to begin with, and you ought to be able, uh, in, you know, in, in a free society, to be able to homestead that and reclaim it as yours, uh, and to do with as you please as a free individual. So, and 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 uh, what else were you saying? He was saying, you know, the the taxation isn't is theft, but not, you know, when you're, what was the last argument your, your, uh, blocker was making? Yeah. So, so that, that was basically it was that there was, there, the crime was that there was, there was trespassing. And then he added on that, uh, people from a different place are going to come here and compete for limited resources. Oh and yeah. And that's somehow a crime. And I was like, whoa, that's mental gymnastics. I'm, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> You're you're making you're you're making words into things that are not true. Uh, See, and that that right just, there is also just a misinterpretation of the facts, right? Because he's correct that if he, if more people come here, right? If if the amount of resources doesn't grow with the the influx of individuals, 
you do have more people which, competing for the same amount of resources. Which that hasn't even been proven true either. Yeah, it, it does, but, but I don't think that needs to be proven. Out, what we found out actually is that as the Earth population is growing, access to resources, you know, all kinds of resources is increasing, not decreasing. Uh, you know, eventually we might get to a point where that breaks down, but yeah. we haven't got there yet. There's no, there's no proof that that Mexicans coming into the U.S. is somehow going to uh, lower our access to resources. If anything, it's going to increase because, you know, uh, cheaper production of food. Oh, that's resources we'd like to have. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe but, maybe they might get into mining. Oh, well, you know what? Uh that's some resources in the ground that we could use, you know, like, yeah. the, but, but scarcity, like, but scarcity does exist. Right. Right. Like the, the well, supply, well, sure. the supply of resources is not infinite. Uh, although yeah, we may scar- you know, break it down. Scarcity exists, but a lot of it is due to, because there's not enough people <clears throat> producing it. And so that's fair. people, people are important. And that's, that's my point is that more people coming in actually increases a lot of different types of resources. If That's there was fair. only 10, pe- 10 people in the U.S., do you, you know, do you think you'd have access to, uh, you know, uh, you know, phones, right? Like, you could just, <laughs> yeah, you know, that reminds me of somebody, like a, somebody ship one in, but that reminds yeah. me of like an old West settlement, right? Where there's like the traveling doctor because no doctor lives in your little town. Right. Right. And but the more people you get in your town, the more the, the, the more skills you can draw upon and the more businesses that can be created because people have mm-hmm. different skills and access to different resources and different yeah. skills to acquire those resources. And pretty soon you've got the doctor, the blacksmith, you know, the, the, the carriage and buggy menu and, you know, so on and so forth that but you wouldn't have if, in, in like a little small village. Even if we only got uh, uneducated people in, in the U.S., it, it still would be a net positive because as long as they're working voluntarily, they're adding value to the economy. Um, it's, it gets bad when, you know, and I, I agree with his other, you know, point of view that, you know, if, if they start stealing from people to, to give these people welfare, uh, that's, that's wrong. That's obviously wrong. You just, well, stealing is wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't have to say that, but. <laughs> well, and that's a whole different crime, right? That's, yeah. The, that's, well, that's one of, point like the yeah the tax is the theft when i started out explaining to him like the debate was uh you know about immigration and and i and i said well why don't we focus on ending the irs that's probably affecting your life a lot more than than the mexicans are i guarantee you it is yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's it's the same people, are you go ahead people are are so confused right now because somebody told uh, a bunch of people that that immigrants are the biggest problem, and they're not. They're simply like on on a you know rating of one to a hundred. It's a point one, you know. <laughs> on the, yeah. Does it affect you? And they, who else is stealing jobs? Well, pretty soon the graduating class of two thousand and seventeen, right? The, oh, the, those youngsters. Youngsters stealing. We got to do it for the kids until they get to be of job age, and then they're stealing our jobs. But the, the, that whole like the 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 whole the whole what is the crime versus what is not the crime and what's the okay activity versus uh, what is not the okay activity also falls apart when when I get into discussions with uh, like drug warriors uh, about like legalizing drugs right because they go well you can't legalize drugs I go well why not and they go well because then people would be stealing you know breaking into cars to steal money to buy their crack cocaine 
I go, well, when they break into the car, can we arrest them for that? Can can that part still be illegal? Can the like the can the breaking into the car still be illegal? And then, but we don't have to arrest the yeah. people not breaking in the cars who just want to do like you know crack rock every once in a while. And they go, yeah. no, because they're going to break into cars. And I go, well, no, because not everyone who does drugs breaks into cars, right? Like you have right. you have and the it, thing that's not the crime to, and the thing that is the crime. And if you go to countries where they have legalized drugs, they don't have that problem. Well, which which um, is incidental, like right? Like that's that's <laughs> that's that's an extra bonus in like you know the the libertarian argumentation uh, utility belt. But it doesn't, you know, I, I try to stick with, like, you know, I've always tried to stick with the principalities and the principles involved and the morality and the ethics as opposed to, you know, the they, like they said, well, what if you have a free market utopia and everyone dies? I go, well, then everyone dies because I, <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen, uh, but I would rather have everyone be free and dead, right, than under the thumb of some authoritarian state. Like, I, I'll take my chances with death if you just allow me some freedom. Uh, every once in a while, right? But you're it, not it, allowed it, to take chances, right? But but it goes to that extreme, right? It go, it goes to you know well what what if it's worse? What if what if it's worse to have no government than it is to have this government? I go well, you know let's let's take our chances because I don't think that's going to be the case, um, and there's no evidence to suggest that it will be other than you're afraid of it. Right. You're, you're afraid to let people do drugs uh, because you're afraid that one of them might break into your car uh, and you have no way to prevent that from happening. Well, guess what? You know, you allow the drugs and then you arrest the people, you know, breaking into cars. Right. You're afraid to let people in into your borders from foreign countries uh, because you're afraid of what they might do. We might let criminal elements in. I go, well, OK, can we can we let them in and then arrest the criminal elements and, you know, do something about that? Right. It's a burden on the prison system and a burden on the taxes. Like, OK, so can we eliminate the burden aspect of it? Right. And re, you know, remodel the prison system to something that's not a burden on taxpayers because it should be, you know, uh, it should be some sort of uh, uh, voluntary arrangement, not voluntary like the you know, criminal just chooses to go to prison, uh, but that everyone ought not to be paying uh, to to house these people. Right. Like that, that system right there needs to be, you know, reformed in some form or fashion. Um, and we, we, you know, we don't have to get into that. Right. But if you go like, if they're going to steal our jobs, well, can, can we let them in? Right. And then not give them welfare. And then if they steal your job, well, too bad. You got outcompeted by, you know, like I said, a dirty, literate Mexican and you got to find something better to do. But maybe if we let them all in, they'll be productive since they're not getting welfare and they'll start to add value to the economy in some form or fashion by, you know, the entrepreneurial runs will start their own business. The laborers will do the labor that gives us, you know, better products cheaper. Uh, and then everyone wins. Like it's a win-win all the way around rather than this fear mindset of we got to keep them out. And not only do we have to keep them out, then we go to the mental gymnastics of saying, well, the government's allowed to keep them out because the government owns the property. As long as the government's going to own the property, you know, until we until we get rid of the government, we just got to let them do what they do. Uh, and then the, you end up, you know, with the status mindset and you never want to overthrow the government. Right. So in other news, um, I, uh, I guess I can say his name on there. He wouldn't care. Uh, I met our I met online the your your. You suggested to me Jay Munster. Yes, my he's, my he, agorous superhero. If I had one, <laughs> he's yeah. He's that's the, what, that's what the, I call oh. him. After after his first post, I said, I said, dude, you're my you're a superhero to me. <laughs> that's what I called him. That's exactly how I feel. And so, uh, 
so yeah, he's he's quite a character. I enjoy his pose. Sometimes he's a he's a little bit um, you know, on the edge as far, you know, like uh, extreme and kind um, of a troll. But, yeah, and kind of a troll. Uh but, you know, you you can't uh I guess overanalyze everybody, you know, nobody's perfect, but uh um he's 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 definitely awesome and he's a, he's a wonderful character. So, uh he's he's definitely needed in the anarchist uh experience <laughs> right he's he's not only is he a character and keep in mind i've never met him in real life like i've invited him to a couple of anarchist experience meetups and i've mm-hmm. um I've, I've talked to him about you know possibly doing uh, a business deal like he would get paid using you know uh, you know we can talk about it later but he would he, it's not like i'm asking him for free labor but th- the reason he's like my uh, my agorist superhero is because he, not only does he believe the philosophy he's one of the few of us living the philosophy Right. He he right. he he's got uh, he's got marketable skills uh, that he offers in the gray market for cash services. Right. And he lives completely off of that. Um, from what I can tell and from talking to him, like that, that's how he that's how he makes his living is 100 percent on the underground uh, marketing a skill set that people are willing to pay for voluntarily and that he's willing to do voluntarily. And then th- there's there's no one else I know um that isn't involved in, you know, even, even if you're, you know, even if you're like one of the, the libertarian thinkers, you know, working at some college and getting the message out to the masses, right. You're still getting that college paycheck and you're still getting like, you know, 1099 or W2 or whatever. And, you know, you're giving something back to the state. Uh, and as far as I know, Munster does as little of that as possible, except, you know, buying gas to, to fill up his motorcycle every once in a while. Um, but right. as far as, you know, as far as a job is concerned, he's, he's my agri superhero. Was there a specific so, post of his that you wanted to share or talk about? Or, uh, well, one of the things that one of his posts was capitalism is a system for destroying the system, and uh, of course he, he's got you know a whole bunch of people commenting on there. But my my issue was that you know depending on who you're talking to, the word capitalism or capitalist uh, means different things, and so my conclusion is, and is that the lefties. The leftards, uh, they believe that the government created capitalism. Um, and, you know, depending on who you're talking to, that's a valid uh, valid reasoning. But um, the definition, if you look it up on Google right now, will say it's the opposite of the state. So, right. I, you know, it's like, it's like is, it, is it black and white? Or is it just, do people like... Um, make up the you know okay so here's the thing like the government is capitalism like, is like private ownership of the means of production period end of story right. that's like that's <laughs> right. the only definition you need okay 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 but you know fr- from the lefties point of view the, the it's like the government the government is like the man and the the corporations are like the man like you know that they're they're above them right and they don't like people above them but they 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 have some brain problems right so they can't understand uh, what is valid and what isn't. Um, so if, if the government is, is above everyone and their, their, their government. So yeah, government is their God basically. Right. Yeah. So if, if the government God says, you know, we're going to have capitalism, you know, well, capitalism can't exist without, without the government God in their minds, in their minds. So, but they're wrong. and And that's, 
Yeah, and so that's that's the part of the problem. I think, and I think, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Larkin Rose was was dead dead right. Is that even right? But uh, dead to rights. He, he, he was a hundred percent right about people's ingrained belief in authority, and they can't even begin to, you know, sh- shed that that idea away that the government isn't all powerful. Yeah, that, that's what that's what we talk about all the time. It's that status mentality. It's that mindset that traps people in the system and it's it's that mentality that has consumed uh libertarians into the alt-right movement right it's 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 what we used to the some libertarians used to be like oh yeah libertarianism libertarian i'm a, i'm an anarchist um and then all of a sudden they go like well except for this one issue this, this is where we need the state right yeah <laughs> And I go well. Clear, clearly, not an anarchist. Then, right? You, you, you can be alt right. You can be a libertarian. You can be an like I'm calling it the neo libertarian movement, which is not quite libertarianism, um, <laughs> because they they lose some of the principle in order for prag- pragmatism, yeah. which defeats the whole purpose. Uh, in my in in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's that mentality. It just it traps people and sucks them in, and it keeps them stagnated where they are. I've shared this. Bef- I've shared this before. Uh, on the show and I'll share it again. Right. Like I had a discussion with my boss, right. I was like in line to move jobs, probably right. Move from, from the labor side to the more like real estate side of things, uh, until he found out that I didn't have a driver's license and I had no intention on re getting one. And he actually said to me, right. I, I told you, I told you this before MC, but just in case we get, you know, yep. new listeners and all that, you know, he actually said to me that my limiting belief was that I didn't think I needed the state's permission, uh, in order to be successful. Right. In order to get stuff done, I went, well, clearly not. Right. You're my limit. Your limiting belief is that you do. Right. Because I can do just about anything I want, you know, and I can do it without their permission. Right. You you think I need a driver's license to drive. And at this point, I've proven for, you know, over three years um, that I don't. Right. Like my driver's license expired in 2014. Right. I've gone I've gone three years without one and I've driven regularly. Uh, you know, not, not every day necessarily, you know, just cause who does that? And I, I ride a moped and, you know, for convenience, but if my, if my, if my job provided parking, I drive every day, right? It has nothing to do. Like the moped wasn't a way to like skirt the system. Uh, if someone wants to accuse me of that, it just happens to be convenient and cheap for me. Um, but I've gone three years, I've gotten one ticket, you know, for driving without a license and I beat it. And not only did I beat it, Right. The only reason I got caught in the first place is come a, some a-hole hit me. Right. I got, I got hit. <laughs> and I was and broke my leg. I was on I was on the moped and I got hit, you know, by by some a-hole. Uh, and, you know, I woke up in the hospital, you know, like, oh, yeah, where's all my stuff? And on the top of my stuff was a ticket for driving without a license. Um, and I beat that. You know, you, you can say what you want about the Mark Stevens method uh, about doing things. But, you know, some things work. Uh, and you, you, you can say that it's because the cops, you know, never showed up, uh, for the hearings, which is why it eventually got dismissed. Uh, and I would, I would presuppose with, with no evidence to back this, that the reason they didn't show up is because they didn't want to answer my questions. Um, you know, and they didn't want to go through like the, the whole rigmarole. Like I told you, I told you this before MZ too. I went through multiple attorneys, you know, granted to me by the state, uh, <laughs> yeah. all of whom, which tried to drop out because they didn't want to present the defense that I wanted to present. 
Um, and I was going to have to go it alone and I got out of it. So, you know, there, there's something to be said about, you know, making your intentions clear up front. Like, no, no, this is how we're going to do it. And if the state wants to participate in this, you know, shenanigans, uh, by all means. But if you don't want to participate in these shenanigans uh, and you know that they're coming, just stay home. Just, you know, stay home, take the day off, be with your wife and kids. You know, everyone wants to get home to their family, Mr. Officer. So, you know, don't come to court um, because you know what's coming. Um, and I, I would, uh, I would hope and I would assume, and I would theorize, even though you know, no evidence to back it, uh, that there's a reason why that happens. Right. I, I've, I've been, uh, I, I think my win loss record is pretty good against the state at this point, uh, in part because of the, the, the Mark Stevens methodology, even though I've not used it, you know, hundred percent accurately, uh, to the standards, but because they know what's coming. Like I've, I've, I've established that, uh, long ago, um, and I, I think part of the, the victories is, is, is they just can't deal with me. So you make that clear, you make that known up front, right? And then, you know, there's there's just nothing they can do. They don't want, they don't want any part of that battle. MC? Awesome. What, were, what else do we talk about? We got some news? I've got headlines. You want to do some headlines? All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Abbreviated headlines, because I did the show so late last week, I didn't have all that much time to do show prep this week, but here we go. Headline! Another terror attack leads to yet another government assault on your right to tech privacy. Headline, government funding cheapens the arts. Headline, the U.S. government's electronic ban blindsided the world's best airlines and the worst could be yet to come. Headline, the, oh wait, where'd it go? Shoot, hold on. Headline. Build. Yeah, I lost that one. Like, I'm not on that page anymore for I'll, some odd I'll read reason. it. Tennessee Bill's teen to replace guardrail that killed her. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I, You know, that's for some reason like hiding behind it. Close it. Thank you. Uh, headline. Always assume it's a scam. And finally, headline. Unfair trade is unfair only to foreign consumers and taxpayers, not to domestic producers. Uh, any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? I, I don't have it on my list, but always assume it's a scam. All right. You know why it's not on your list? Because for some reason, when you when you copy and paste uh, an article from LouRockwell.com, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't put the article title in the link. Like, it, it just puts okay. it as Lou Rockwell blog. Um, oh, so, yeah. w- so whatever. So that's that one. Uh, always assume it's a scam. Uh, just as I predicted and said we're stuck with Obamacare now, individual mandate and all. Uh, what the heck was so hard about just writing the individual mandate is repealed and government cannot force anyone to buy a health care plan, then putting that up for a vote? Because we all know that would have easily passed. No, instead we needed a plan to replace it, cobbled together on the fly. What the heck was so hard about repealing Obamacare and then let it, everyone buy the same health insurance that the Congress and Senate gets? Because that would have been an easy solution that would have worked, but wasn't Trump's plan. Hence, he wouldn't have signed it. No, the whole thing was a scam from the get-go. The Republicans knew darn well they'd have a massive problem if they just repealed Obamacare, and then all those people suddenly lost their health insurance. Plus, there was Trump's bragging that his plan would be better than Obamacare, so they couldn't just repeal it because of the campaign promise. Excuse me. Obviously, the idea was to put forth a plan they all knew had no chance of passing. They knew that days before the vote... Thus, when it failed, they could wash their hands of the whole thing and leave Obamacare in place, eliminating the headache. Ergo, letting them get on with what's more important to them, spending money and getting us into a war with Syria. 
Uh, but what we actually see is that basically Trump has collectively punished the American people by effectively saying, now you're stuck with Obamacare, whether you like it or not, and stuck paying the individual mandate. So there, how do you like them apples? Those poor, deluded souls that voted for him thinking they'd be rid of Obamacare, he's pretty much betrayed them. People that say his executive order canceled the individual mandate are wrong. It is still in place. So this is the president you've got. When he doesn't get his way, he pouts, blames others, throws a temper tantrum, then punishes everyone for his own failure and the failure of his party. But on the other hand, this is really what they wanted all along, a way to avoid tackling Obamacare headache and having the albatross around their necks Plausible deniability. Gosh, we tried to repeal it, but the Democrats wouldn't vote for our plan. Well, duh, they told you that all along, guys, but it was people in your own party that actually cost you the vote. Hello? Uh, so, when is everyone going to wake up and see that Ben had? Hmm. What, you think they couldn't have just repealed the individual mandate, which was the major thing people hated about it? Of course they could have, but they'd still have been stuck with Obamacare on their plate because they'd sworn to come up with their own plan. But doing it this way, Trump gets to wiggle out of another campaign promise he really didn't think through. This is just the beginning. Wait until they get started on the great, great, beautiful wall of America. The cost overruns alone will probably stall, stall it before it reaches the California-Arizona border area. Then when Congress refuses to cough up more cash for it, he'll pout, blame others, throw a temper tantrum, and abandon the project. We'll have the great, great, beautiful handball court worth a trillion dollars. Uh, we also have a war to lose somewhere. Yeah. Make America great again. Ha ha ha. Uh, your thoughts on the scam MC? Um, when, when, uh, when I heard that it failed, uh, a few people mentioned it to me. And the first thing I said was, who cares? Like, okay, so there's a lot of people that say, okay, Obamacare is going to fail. Um, I, I, you know, let's just wait until it does. Like, I, what's what's the purpose of repealing it when we can just let it fail, uh, let it go bankrupt or whatever, um, and then just and then just end it that way. Um, I I think the other thing that 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 Trump did was kind of funny was that he 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 made an ex executive order saying that you don't have to put on your tax returns that that you know you you got you received uh health care or not or paid for it or not um you know i don't know how many people are actually going through with that or not but you know it's just the, I'm not the whole thing that that yeah you're not <laughs> but uh the whole idea that you have to tell on yourself that well that's you know the same same thing as uh uh taxes you know you're supposed to uh you're supposed to incriminate yourself on, on that too so uh, Which is the Fifth Amendment violation if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the whole thing. I, that's what I said. Is who cares? It's just it's it's a bunch of drama. Let it fail. Um, you know, I, I guess they could just keep printing money and, and borrowing more to pay for everybody's Obamacare. I, I don't know. It's just I'm I'm kind of over it. Like I th I think the whole uh, government finance is is a, a scam anyway. So. You know, I just, I just don't see it as a, as a real issue. It's just, it's just done for me. <laughs> just waiting, waiting for it to crash. Well, I have a friend uh, who's a Trump guy. Like Trump's his man, and he's, you know, he's he's uh, admitted so much to me. So we we get into these discussions all the time, um, and we got into a brief discussion about this, and I went, only the Republicans 
could have screwed this up, right? Like uh, you got control of the, the, the White House, the House, and the Senate, right? And you can't pass your own <laughs> bill, well, right? Yeah, but okay. There's there's a big butt and there's lots of butts in there. So Trump wasn't really their their guy, right? Anyway, so. Well, but he's got he's got the R next to it. and and my point to he, him he was he does he does, but that that was a, a lot of it was a big accident. It wasn't supposed to happen. Fair enough, but it 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 happened, and then you know and and so this is this is where they're at, and I was saying to him, you know, say what you want about the left. Right. This would not have happened on the left, in my opinion. Right. Uh, if, yeah, sure. If, sure. if the, that, if the left had. Con- that was my biggest fear. If, if Hillary won was because even though she's a Democrat, I think a, a lot of people would have done whatever she wanted. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 if that if the left and the Democrats had control of the House, the Senate and the White House, they would pass everything that they all wanted. Right there, there would be there would be nonstop, you know, lefty policies going in left and right. No pun intended. Um, they, they, you know, the, there, there's some sort of of unspoken camaraderie uh, within that group that doesn't exist on the right currently. So, oh, so you know, I'm saying uh, I was telling him only only the only the Republicans, only the right could have screwed that up. You know, regardless of how bad the bill is and what was in it and, you know, what, you know, what should what it should have been and what it shouldn't have been, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm 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 more in line with you, uh, MC, who cares? Right. But if I if I'm going to have to have this discussion with a Trump guy, right, I'm going to I'm going to rub that point in as much as I can, that only those guys could screw that up that bad. Before it failed, I, I talked to another gentleman and, and I told him I, I said, I gave him the who cares argument first, but I said, you know, Trump probably doesn't really care that much whether it passes or fails. Like if, if it fails, he still wins. Yeah. Right. Because if it fails and Obamacare fails after that, he can say, well, you know, this is Obamacare. It's supposed to fail. You know, like (laughs) there's, there's really no, it's a win-win for Trump either way. Um, You know, if, if he ever gets something passed that he likes, you know, it it's probably gonna suck, and and that's what I'm waiting for is for it to become Trump Care, and it's still gonna suck, and and then you know then everybody can start looking for other options again, uh, hopefully outside of government, but you know not holding my breath. Yeah, well the the other option is like this first article said, just re- repeal the whole damn thing, and and you know let the market sort it out, right? Did, you know. Did you uh did you hear about anything about the Rand? Paul bill i didn't um i heard it's only like four pages which is great but again that's I'm just... three pages three and a half pages too many <laughs> yeah but so so i don't i don't know what's in it i'm i'm assuming it gets rid of the individual mandate um but uh yeah i'm, I'm just kind of over it like whether it collapses or gets repealed um i think people should just you know stop putting it on their irs forms and stop paying for it and then stop turning those IRS forms in completely and, you know, join the free world, the free ish, like the freer world. Any other thoughts? Um, no. All right. I'm going to get into this one since this might be the last one we get to, because uh, I know I know you got stuff to do, MC, and we're getting close to the end of the show anyway. The U.S. government, and, and there's, a, there's one line in here 
that I think you'll understand uh, why I chose this article. And if, if you miss it, I'll, re I'll re reiterate it for you. Uh, U.S. government electronics ban blindsided the world's best airlines and the, and the worst could yet to come, could be yet to come. On Tuesday, uh, this is probably last Tuesday, I guess, because today is Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday, the, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security announced the introduction of an electronics device ban for flights coming into the U.S. from 10 airports in the Middle East and Africa. Many of the eight affected airlines seem to have been blindsided by the news. Uh, with only four days to comply, it's still uncertain how many of the carriers will be able to work out the logistics of the ban. In addition, the thought process behind the decision and the intelligence on which the ban has been based remains unclear. Terrorist threat. According to senior administration officials, the decision to implement these security measures is the result of intelligence showing a risk for terrorist activity involving commercial aviation. Evaluated intelligence indicates that terrorist groups continue to target commercial aviation and are aggressively pursuing innovative methods to undertake their attacks to include smuggling explosive devices in various consumer items, an official said on Monday. Uh, whatever this intelligence consists of, it was substantial enough for the national security apparatus to act. According to James Norton, who serves as Deputy Assistant Secretary of DHS during the George W. Bush, George, yeah, George w. Bush administration, security actions such as this will take place if there is evidence of a credible threat. An example of this happened in 2006 when the Bush administration issued an immediate ban on liquids after law enforcement in the UK foiled a terrorist plot to blow up airliners traveling across the Atlantic using liquid explosives, uh, Norton told Business Insider. Those damn foilage plots. Uh, confusing, however, was that the UK issued a similar ban Tuesday but excluded four airports in Dubai and Abu Dhabi in the uh, United Arab Emirates, in Doha, Qatar, and in Casablanca, Morocco, featured in the US ban. In addition, many in the aviation community questioned whether a ban of this type would even be effective in countering a terrorist attack. Doha, Dubai, and Abu Dhabi are major international transit hubs with extensive multi-layered security procedures. U.S.-bound flights are also screened in dedicated facilities using well-trained security professionals who often have experience in law enforcement or the military. In fact, Abu Dhabi International Airport is equipped with a U.S. Customs and Border Protection pre-clearance facility where passengers and bags headed for the U.S. are screened by U.S. Customs officials. Uh, Lithium-ion batteries. The new rule is not an outright ban. What? Uh, instead, it prohibits larger electronics such as laptops, cameras, and tablets from being brought into the cabin of the aircraft. This means they will like, most likely have to be stored inside the cargo hold of the aircraft with check log logic. Here's the line, MC. Such behavior, however, is explicitly prohibited by the Federal Aviation Administration. I'll repeat that again. Such behavior, however, is explicitly prohibited by the Federal Aviation Administration. FAA battery fire testing has highlighted the potential risk of a catastrophic, catastrophic air, aircraft loss due to damage resulted from a lithium-ion battery fire or explosion, the agency wrote in an alert in February. Current cargo fire suppression systems cannot effectively control a lithium battery fire. Administration officials told journalists on Monday that they were working with the FAA to maintain a safe flying environment, but they did not state specifics. Business Insider asked DHS for specifics on Tuesday, but has not yet heard back from officials. This is particularly concerning for Michael Moe, the co-founder and CEO of KULR Technologies, a company that specializes in thermal management systems for batteries. 
Uh, Lithium-ion batteries are inherently volatile with an average of 1 out of 5 million units expected to blow, Mo told Business Insider in an interview. It's statistics. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when one of these things blows. So when that happens, it's better to have humans nearby to react and put out the fire. Spare lithium-ion batteries stored in a cargo hold could be particularly dangerous because they would be packed into check suitcases that would most likely also include incredibly flammable items like hairspray or deodorant. Protection is politics. Of the 10 airlines affected by the U.S. ban, three, Emirates, Etihad, and Qatar Airways, have been at the heart of the heated rivalry with the U.S. carriers in American, Delta, and United, which are not affected. For some, the inclusion of these airlines seemed too convenient to be a coincidence. If you squint hard enough, there is some justification on a security basis for this, but the implementation has been haphazard and in a matter it is particularly to target at and does harm to the commercial interest of a set of airlines that has been the source of much competitive handwriting, hand-wringing from U.S. airlines. Airways senior business analyst Vinay Bakshara told Business Insider, uh, when asked about the topic on Monday, a senior administration official denied any relationship between the electronics ban and a feud between the American and Middle Eastern airlines. Uh, but the reasoning behind the UK's decision to exclude the Middle East Big Three from its ban remains unclear, and it's believed that the UK government acted on the same intelligence as US officials. Uh, I'm going to stop there because the article goes on, and that's the part I wanted to highlight. Uh, so your thoughts, MC, on, on this electronics ban out of nowhere. Uh, that's in violation, uh, you know, of, of another department's own rules. Yeah, well, I guess the the ban isn't in violation, but it forces people to put their electronics in the, in the cargo hold area, uh, which is more dangerous than uh, the passenger area. So, um, yeah, I don't know why it just can't be left up to the individual airlines how to protect their passengers and cargo. Um, it just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to assume anything uh, about the government as far as them being capable of making rational decisions. So um, I would just say this sounds stupid. Well, you're right, and then you know, like we we always talk about in in a free market, free enterprise, you know, free world uh, situation, uh, airlines themselves would of course be able to handle their own security. So this has nothing to do with that. And if you, you know, the contradictions between, you know, which, which airlines and which countries are getting bad, uh, between which countries just goes to show that it's, you know, there, there's no real concise reasoning for it, right? It's not like, oh yeah, you know, we, we the intelligence says they're coming out of, uh, Morocco. So we're just going to ban everything out of Morocco, like, and everyone's banning Morocco. So, you know, too bad Morocco, get, get your stuff together or, you know, face the ban. Right. But then but then to, you know, but then to say, like, OK, now that now that you can't carry it on board, you have to put it down below where it's more dangerous. Right. And you got another part going, no, you can't put it down below because it's more dangerous. Like we, 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 we already know that it's, if you put it down there, it's dangerous. You leave it up top. So it's less dangerous. Uh, and you got another part going, no, 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 it's dangerous up top. So you put it down. So there's you know, there, there's infighting amongst uh, state departments. Uh, over you know the best way to keep you know air travelers safe uh i just thought that was funny number one um but also to your point mc would be better off just letting the airlines handle it themselves like why not you know if, if you want to carry it on board let's let you carry it on board and if you know if if you can't detect uh, a bomb before it gets into like a laptop on board a plane right what do you think you think you're going to be able to stop that from from getting into checked baggage Right. Like, oh, my God, he's got he's going to detonate it remotely from his laptop. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a remote connection that, you know, can be established in the laptop down below, you know, 
and, and just blow it up where it's even harder to put out the fire. Yeah, whether whether it's from terrorists or it just catches fire on its own. Um, Which is also the danger, right? It doesn't even have to be a terror. Yeah. If, if one of those ion batteries catches on fire on its own rather than take responsibility for putting it down below, I, I bet they scapegoat some you know Middle Eastern country and say that someone on board left it down below on purpose. <laughs> Good. Oh, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they probably would do that. And... And I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there is a good solution because you know, you know, people are going to be putting their their tablets and stuff inside of their checked luggage. Um, I think it. that you know those uh, those lithium powered. Uh, I I forget what the boards that people hoverboards. Oh um, yeah, those things. I think, yeah. I think they were pretty successful at, at deterring people from bringing those on planes. But those are those are pretty big and they're you know pretty easy to spot. Um, so less, less chance of something like that happening because they're just so easy to see. But, um, my niece didn't get one of those for months because my, my sister was worried about the, the fire hazard and then finally right. found a trusted manufacturer, right. That she was like, Oh no, these are good. These haven't exploded. There's no Chinese manufacturing. Uh-huh. These, so she can ride this one. I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to get one of those boosted boards that goes like 24 miles an hour. <laughs> Skate, that would, skateboard with dual motors. See, that would be, I don't know. I, don't, I think you could handle a skateboard maybe, but I don't think, you know, standing upright, you know, like you do on a hoverboard going 24 miles an hour. Oh, not on a hoverboard. No, those yeah. are just, you know, goofy, you know, <laughs> around, around, uh, around a mall or something. I don't know. Where, where do people even use hoverboards? <laughs> uh, where I've seen them out in the street in front of their house. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I think. Fun. There, there well, was I'm going to actually use the boosted board as a as a method of transportation. There was the single like wheel, the, sing, the single wheeled Segway thing that I saw, that I I mm-hmm. saw a, a little bit downtown when I was working downtown. Like there was like one or two people who would you know ride that through the street and get to where they want to go, and then you know fold up the the kickstands and and carry it with them. But that was supposed to be Segway. Segway was supposed to be like the people mover. Like, oh, look mm-hmm. at this. You just you step right on and doop, there you go. And, you know, <laughs> we're we're going to need a Segway lane next to the bike lane because everyone's going to be, but it costs as much as a car. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. for, for that price, I'll just get a car and walk. Yeah. Well, the, the skateboard almost costs that much. It's uh, it's about 1300 1400 Damn. Well, when you get it, I'll try it out with you. Yeah. But I did, I, you know, I used to, I never rode it around very much, but I had a, one of those like battery operated, not Razor, but off-brand scooters that went like 12 miles an hour. And that was, you know, that was heavy. Like, you know, for the, this was uh, right out of college or during college at some point. So it's like, oh yeah, this might be okay to, you know, putter around to and from campus, you know, instead of riding a bike or whatever. But it was so, it was so heavy. I didn't want to carry it. And there's like no place to lock it up and you just, yeah, forget it. Right, right. Such an inconvenience to carry around your mode of transportation with you when you just want to like pop down the hallway. Exactly. They got this one where the the skateboard, the battery for it is in is in a backpack, and so you just uh, it's, it makes it you know separate the two pieces, and then it's easier, I guess. More so you can leave the backpack behind There's, and just ride a skateboard. Um, otherwise, yeah, why would you? It, otherwise, why that, would you want to carry around the backpack? That's even worse. Cause it, cause it has all the yeah I, I see your point but it has all the batteries in it and so 
You don't have to pick anything up. It's already on your back. But yeah, you still have to carry it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you still have to, you still have to carry it everywhere. That's my point. I, and the skateboard I, attaches to the backpack. And so then, yeah. I remember one, one of the first laptops that I had had like, you know, detachable drives. And I thought that was amazing. It's like, oh, I don't have to carry the whole thing. Like the the CD and the A drive can stay behind while I take this to the library to do some like research. Oh my goodness! And then like the, then it like disappeared as a thing, right? Then oh, yeah. you know everything like had the drives built in, and the, at least now they you know the CD drives and whatnot aren't included. Yeah. But still, and they're pretty lightweight too. Well, now this was you know this yeah. is like one of my first laptops, and I was just amazed that you know three pounds of my bag my, my bag was gone if it's in just so I could detach this you know little piece. Yep, yay capitalism! But um, Absolutely. yeah, I think we're about good to go, huh? All right, you ready to wrap up? Sure. All right. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You guys know where to find us. Uh, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. If you want to get in on the discussion, join us on the groups on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. And if you feel like this is a worthy investment of time and energy on our part that you want to pay for, so we have some money to do stuff, more stuff with the show, uh, we do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all sometime in the future, hopefully next week. Peace.